Hello, everyone. Welcome in to episode 26 of the Fused Relativity podcast. As usual, Chris here, coming at you Saturday night. Hope everybody is doing well. Number 26, a quarter and a penny. Oh, never <laughs> thought we'd make a quarter and a penny. A quarter and a penny. Hey, it's been a, you know, we're over the three-month mark. Uh, I was going to throw it out there. We had a three-month subscriber this evening, and... Thanks to the Johnny D for his three months of subscriptions. And that's kind of, I mean, that's a long time. Three, four months, however long we've been at this. It's kind of cool to think we've been cooking that long. Yeah. He's he's hanging in, you know. We got a loyal three-month fan. That's awesome. Yes. Let's, well, let's prove him right. <laughs> Have the best of show ever. Come on, guys. We can do it. I just put on a song. I was kidding. Okay. No. <laughs> well, three-month-older John, how are you doing tonight? Better than last week. So a little less tired? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> On a scale of tired to exhausted, he's an eh. So, okay, that's good. That's good. <laughs> and we got Local Man. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. A little Local Man, a little shout out to The Onion. That's a great, you know, they have this little things that they always just Local Man. And uh, you know what? I don't think I'm overselling it. That's, I am both. I'm here and I'm a man, so you, uh, you see what you get. But uh, I'm excited. Uh, I am now. I have. A, I got a job. So yes. So yay! Hey. I will start working on uh, Monday. So I'll have stories to tell about a new gig. I'll be bartending at a, a bar, uh, Ricoli Brewery uh, in like uh, Wheat Ridge. Oh, it's kind of funny. Yeah, shout, shout out, out. Wickley, little local brewery. Little, little local brewery, like a total family run operation, and uh, they remove the gluten somehow scientifically. I don't understand it yet, but it's just funny that they're in Wheat Ridge and they take out the gluten. It seems kind of silly. We're like, huh? You really, you just, it's just you take the wheat out of Wheat Ridge. <laughs> but I was, I, you know what? I'm just excited to be with a, a new organization that I can turn around. Let's get them back in the playoffs. Just like uh, I was, uh, I worked for a company. The first uh, job or the second job I got when I moved to Colorado was a place called Internet Reputation. It was in this office building and we were on the third floor. And I stayed there at the end of my seven, month, seven months there. I w they had moved to the fifth floor in a newer, newer section. So you're welcome. I can turn around the third to the fifth. It's come on, right? I mean, I'm not a scientist, but five better than three. So what you're saying is you're the Peyton Manning of getting jobs. I think so. Well, I go in and then I just sort of uh, energize everybody. And like I said, we just get back on a winning track. And then I got to, uh, I'm like the gunslinger. I got to go off to the next town and, you know, do it again. I can't stick around for, you know, they got to, they got to do it on their own. You know, show them how it's done, and then you you stroll off into the sunset. It's it's the burden of being Kirk Bucket, can we say? It's one of the many. <laughs> it's not as bad as knowing and talking to me, but yeah, being Kirk, but the burden of Buckout, big one. Well, that's a lot of bees. Alliteration, I love it. Uh, <laughs> so. We have planned tonight to talk about uh, another B, UBI or Universal Basic Income. And John, I have many questions for you. 
but I figured I'd let you state your case and kind of explain things because you might understand this a little better than me and Kirk. So put you on the spot. Eh. Take it away. I wouldn't say I understand it better or anything like that. Um, my thoughts on it are that the uh, it is potentially sustainable with what we have. Or at least I should say the uh, income that the U.S. generates. And it's funny that you brought this up because this is a topic I wanted to talk about a few weeks ago. But the the numbers I ran from what I could find, which was just a spattering of just different uh, different sources was that Americans themselves take in about, or make, sorry, 22 trillion a year. And then the, sorry, I have completely lost my train of thought, thought there. So to give every working American adult, or where every American adult uh, an income of thirty thousand a year, just at for you know being a citizen in the country, it would take about seven trillion dollars, or sorry, eight trillion dollars. And can can I say like they they got to come up with something because here's the thing that's killing me is like the like wages have stagnated since roughly the eighties for the average. Uh, you know, and housing has gone through the roof and then people are baffled that there is a homeless crisis. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's like something I appreciate at least trying something because it seems like they're not just that they're never going to make housing go down, but it's like either you got to pay, either pay people more money through their jobs or give them basic income because it's, they need some something. Yeah. But my first throwback against this is going to be if I was, you know, a, a landlord who knew that people were getting a free 30 grand a year, wouldn't I just hike up rent? Here's something that may surprise you. They're already doing that. Doing what? Raising rent. If you uh, look at any rent that's, I mean, my rent has gone up. Over the last seven years, it's gone up almost three hundred dollars. Right, exactly. That's it's like, but has in the wages gone up? It's like you're you're pricing people out into homelessness, and then you're like, huh? Why are there so many homeless people? Because they don't. They're making eleven dollars an hour, and you just kicked them out of their apartment. That's why. Well, and so my argument, John, is that if even though. They may be already, okay, $300 over seven years. That's a lot of money if your wages don't change. But if if I was a landlord and I knew that you were getting thirty grand this year that was just free, I'm going to raise it $800 in two years. Well, I, I see your point, but it's it's – that's a problem with the system in and of itself because – Outside of like rent control in major cities, there's nothing stopping the landlords from doing that right now, other than the fact that 
no one would be able to rent the places. If they can find somebody to fill it, they will. They'll get you. Yeah. Uh, who's willing to pay more than you're, you're gone. Cause there was a report recently that came out that said that, uh, a single person making minimum wage can afford practically nowhere in the U S on their own. Right. It's just, it, you're working a 40 hour job and you can't make a living. Don't seem right. Well, and even to that point, I want to say it was McDonald's came out and tried to do this whole big study about how, oh, it's totally possible to live making minimum wage. And their factors included having a second job. Right. The amount of people working for Walmart on food stamps, using them at said Walmart after ending shift is pathetic. You know what I mean? Like you're people are having because you're not paying enough money. They have to go to welfare. So if you're corporate, it's like you're getting corporate welfare when if you guys would just pay more than the tax. You know what I mean? Like it's like you're 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 giving welfare to corporations somehow is good business sense. But if you have welfare to a poor person, they'll abuse it. It kind of sounds like, John, that if we're going to discuss universal basic income, we would have to discuss it in terms of how it would work in a controlled setting versus the way things are now based off of, you know, that's the one thing I've had my hard time wrapping my brain around is you can't really up and change things like that and expect it to just go smoothly because things are going to things will get quickly blown out of proportion. So let's say you could implement rent controls and you could um, keep inflation from skyrocketing. Where does this money come from? Us. So that's, that's kind of the reason I was pulling those numbers was Americans themselves make 20 trillion to give everyone. So every working adult, 30 grand a year would cost $8 trillion, which are just under 8 trillion. So we'll round up to 8 trillion, which, hold on, I didn't do, I did the math with the kids, with, uh, which is about 40% of income. So it would, and this is part of the reason why it's going to be a hard sell for years to come is that if I told you, hey, I'm going to tax you 40% now for a universal basic income, almost everyone would lose their shit. Yes. But for your sake, so let's assume you make $80,000 a year. Okay. Um, that tax would only be $32,000 a year. And if we were to include the the numbers I did included 10,000 for every kid and taxing corporations profit on top of that. So if you factored in all of that, it would cost you 30 grand or 32,000 a year in the tax. So for your you on your own, if you were the only one making that money or making money, you would lose two thousand a year to tax. 
I, I think if you there's a possibility if you explain to the people like the benefit, like, look, OK, so 40,000, 40 percent sounds like a lot. But here's all the things that you are not going to have to worry about because the money is going to social programs or, how, or like the the unit. It's going to you. You will get an extra three thousand dollars or whatever. Like the, it seems like if you explain the benefit, it's OK. It's, I'm paying a little, but I'm getting more government isn't horrible like it's like somehow government's got to convince people it can actually do good because it's been shitting on disappointing people for so long i think or they're jaded like prove them that there's they can help i think needs to be to be had well i agree but a lot of people take the stance that they don't want the those type of services which is asinine in and of itself but to continue my point so let's say, Chris, you know, you have a wife that stays home with two kids. With the plan I have, you're losing $2,000 of your money every year to taxes for the universal basic income. Now, let's say your wife stays home with the kids and takes care of the kids. Between the wife and your kids, that is $50,000 that they're getting every year. So you're... Income loss is yes, two thousand, but between you know your wife and the kids, you're up forty eight thousand. That's a profit. You're you're in the black. Yeah. Now, obviously, this would hurt like uh, single people that are making more than eighty thousand dollars a year. Boo hoo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> cry me a river. No, boo hoo for for them is what you're saying, but I'm guessing they're not going to feel that way. They're going to say, why the hell am I doing this? This is stupid. Yeah. But... Some, sometimes there's the greater good. Sometimes don't, don't be an asshole. Maybe, maybe feed, uh, give food to kindergarten kids and then they're smarter and then they, they don't rob you for God's sake. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, <laughs> it seems like there's just some basic, decent human things where, yes, if you give a, a four-year-old give them a headshot they might have a better perception and then you go oh why are all these people doing crimes and there's no jobs and they're in like well if you teach them that seems like it'll save you money it'll save you money and they'll be better consumers not in jail boom there's the sales pitch <laughs> okay so i'm following you here right because yes you're saying under that scenario i would be up forty-eight thousand dollars <clears throat> for the year which is cool right Everybody would like an extra 48 G's. Who now, under that scenario, the reason we're talking about this is because Elon Musk sent out a, or there's an article written where Elon says that his robots will be taking over basically all the crappy jobs that nobody wants to do in the, in the future. So there's going to need to be uh, universal basic income so that people can afford to live and do the jobs that they want to do rather than the jobs they're forced to do. And I think the question that I have is you've talked about it in the past. People would go into the creativity sector, science, engineering, math, STEM stuff, and we would have a greater, you know, uh, passion for technology and creating things that would be good for humanity. But then when it ties into universal basic income, 
what's keeping people from sitting at home and doing nothing? So you, that's what it's just the there. It's like there's never there's always going to be a percentage of people just that just fuck off. It's well, just an, in school, every job you've had, every there was just some people that just eh, they didn't want to work. And it's like it's almost like so then there's because there's, I don't know, 20, 30 percent of them then just piss off to everybody else. I don't know. There There seems to be some sort of for the for the greater good. And then there's always going to be some hucksters that take advantage, but they're, they they uh, already exist, right? You, there's no getting rid of. So it's like just it's a flaw in the system that can't be get in a perfect world. But guess what? It ain't a perfect world. So I let's err on the side of helping. I mean, you know, the people that are legit and some douchebags are just going to come with it, and that's just well, that's the cost of it. Well, even outside of that, so. Chris is saying that there's it would be a majority of people that would just sit around and do nothing. I counter with the argument that a lot of the people that would sit around and do nothing, especially at the start, would be parents that have had been working and are tired of it and would do nothing but spend time with their kids, which is equally as important as <laughs> It's not, I would just, uh, I have no kids, but that's not nothing. Spending time with the kids is not nothing. That's, yeah, it seems like more parents should have the opportunity instead of, yeah, working and seeing them occasionally. So, yeah, that would be, a, that would, but that would be a plus for society. I mean, not to be all touchy feely, hippy dippy, but it seems like hanging out with your kids and, I don't know, interacting and make them feel loved is probably dividends down the road. Well, yeah, just think of how many kids don't even see one of their parents because they work two, three jobs. Constantly moving. Never get to see. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. You know what I mean? It's it's like, okay, it's, being adult is exhausting. You're never, you're always on the move. And, and to further the, the point, like entertainment is a huge part of our culture, period whether it be education or just entertainment in the form of content creation is huge. Yeah. Storytelling, music, just yeah. Connecting artistically. It's a, it's a, a bonding. It's a primal thing. It's deep down. Well, I mean, I think, I think my other quote problem is, is if, you, if everybody is content creating and making, you know, all of these, things isn't that gonna just get oversaturated very quickly where are people gonna go back to the crappy jobs well it it's not the end goal would be no jobs or you know limited jobs for that still need to be jobs i'm not advocating for this by any stretch it's just that sure you're right there would be a lot on the flip side, how many great stories or great things have we not or were never created because the person who would have created them was too busy stuck in an office cubicle? Like, I am myself very creative. I've written three books, four books. It's just the time it takes to go through and edit them after the fact is not feasible for me 
Plus, they're that was almost two decades ago that I wrote them. Well, and I'm not saying like I am being devil's ad- advocate here, and you know, pushing against the idea. And nobody would like to not work my job and stay home with my kids and create things and be, you know, do things that I want to do. More productive for society. Eh, we'd have to see about that, but. Well, it's just like we were saying with kids. How many kids go out camping now? Or go fishing or sure, there's a large group of them, but like my free time is extremely limited and I just don't have necessarily the energy to go out and do stuff. And when I do want to do stuff, it's on the weekends where everyone else is trying to do stuff. Yeah, but if nobody worked jobs, then every day would be a weekend and you would still run into the same problem. But well, I mean. Look at just educational and experiences for kids. Like if I could take them on a road trip to a rocket launch, I absolutely would. That's not something that is exactly feasible right now because I would have to plan for more than enough time to do it. That would be cool. But uh, so if you are taking away all the crappy jobs and you are giving people money to do whatever. Essentially, you're saying, like, here's a bunch of money. Let's see what you can do. If you can't do anything, then whatever. You know. Trust issue, but there was a, I was telling you guys, the, the example I heard was there was a city in California where the mayor decided to, to find, like, he gave, like, $1,000 to 50 different houses. And what they found, they did it for a year. And what they found was like, they, you know, they spent that money back into the community. You know what I mean? It, it went to fix the car that they've been putting off or things like that. They were responsible with it because people that have been living on the edge of paying their bills, they were good at, at stretching it. So if they had it, they used it productively. Like they, they, it, that's what they found out just with a thousand dollars. So it's not, uh, but once again, not a, without a job, you can't live on that, but it, it, like it just helped get the, 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 the foot off their neck for a bit. It seems the best way I could say it. Well, and I, I agree that one thing it could do is take a lot of stress off of people because you're not necessarily going to a job that you hate all the time and you have all this free time to do what you want to do. It certainly would make the general society a lot less miserable, which could be good. And so it's not a hundred percent bad. I think there's without a lot of tweaking, there's a lot of flaws in the theory. No, you're right. But you're, you're a lot of people also down look the positives like take community like Kirk has this thing that, you know, people wouldn't band together, but how many of your neighbors do you know? Or, you know, how many times has there been a community event just in your little community that has been put on? I would guess it's not very often. 
it's not like the olden days where, you know, everyone kind of knew each other and there was always something going on. I mean, you remember, yeah. Chris, we used to have when Fountain was tiny and the annual Labor Day dinner and dance. Or is yeah. it Memorial Day? I think just when, when when people get together, it's a, just a community bonding thing, and you re, it's hard to hate someone that you like. So you know what I mean, and you would just be pleasant. And there was more of a, it's, I don't know, like just more of a, I think a more of a community feeling that people are just feeling isolated and and everybody's on their phones. Well, so that's well, just a lack of feeling that. Well, it's also decompression from work. Like you don't go and work a full work week especially nowadays where work is can be tangentially called more stressful than it was before and think oh yeah friday night after i get home from a difficult day of work i want to go to this overly social event if that wasn't the case i think community events would be a lot more often if a basic income, a thousand extra dollars. Maybe you don't have to work that overtime shift every day. You know what I mean? Maybe you can take a little bit off of that and then work a normal day and then have enough to be a pleasant experience interacting with people, except everybody being exhausted and complaining about being exhausted. See, well, it, this uh, idea has been picking up steam for many years now. People have been bringing up the idea of universal basic income. And there's a lot, I mean, you've answered some of my questions, especially how do you get the money? And I feel like by the time you would get everybody on board with that, you know, that's when the robots will have taken over the jobs and we won't really know the implication of that until then. But I don't want to work with robots. So chances are I'm going to say, all right, tax me, and then we'll just make a, you know, do our thing. Even Johnny Five from Short Circuit, <laughs> you wouldn't want to work with him just a little bit? No. Not even, oh, wow, okay. All right. Well, see, and my numbers come from what would it take right now? And my numbers are on the high end. Like 30000 a year is more than a lot of Americans make. Right. I mean, that's yes. I'm looking at the numbers and it's almost 30 percent. That would help so many people. And not just and that's just people that, you know, have reported income. Then you have all the homeless citizens or all of that that would be able to. Potentially become a functional member of society. Then again, you still have to account for the fact that corporations are going to make that 30% loss back somehow, and inflation might go absolutely insane, you know, well, based off of that. So there's a, there's a lot of factors, and that's partial, partially why I just don't, I can't get on board with this just because I don't think the logistics are there. Well, I, I understand where you're coming from. But you've also got to look that inflation and the housing market and everything else hasn't stopped just because minimum wage hasn't. When I started working, which was 2002, 
minimum wage was 580 and houses back then you could get a house for 100 to 150,000 now the houses around here are you know 250 to 500 Preach. and minimum wage is only doubled if minimum wage had kept up with the housing and inflation and everything else it should be closer to $20 an hour right now and it is nowhere near the last time i like 725 was the last one i remember but i don't know what it is now i don't think it's far off of that, that and that's just insane like you can't the other thing yeah go ahead as an adult human being and try to live on that it's 725 oh. an hour right now yeah exactly which is pathetic with, and i'm with, not Guys, I'm not saying that, you know, as far as just for the record, I, I don't think that a human being can live off of $7.25 an hour. And so I'm there with you. I just think that there's there's going to be a lot of mitigating factors before something like that could ever be in place. And I don't know that you would ever have enough support to get it there. Well, you and your logistics and your mitigating factors. Well, I've, I've, had, it, I've had it up to here with them. That's... <laughs> That's a problem for a lot of things, like universal health care. A lot of people don't want it because it's, oh, it's going to cost us so much more, when in reality, it's not. It's going to cost the average person way less. But sick people are expensive. <laughs> yeah. Like, I pay 500 plus a month for my insurance. I mean, granted, I have you know family insurance, and I'm assuming, Chris, yours is about the same. Mm, sure. <laughs> I don't pay for insurance, so I don't count. Right, he gets it through his job. He well, has a good job. That's what I'm saying, but he's still paying for it. No. Nope. You're still... I, I understand what you're saying, but you're still paying for it. <laughs> he's going to say nope again. No, I do. I pay... <laughs> John, I pay $90 a month is what I pay. Well, but... You're, that's also factored because your job is paying the rest to cover the whole family. Yeah, that's man, that's that's a that's a bargain. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so, but I don't I don't count in that equation. Well, and my point is is yes, you don't you uh, don't count in a lot of equations. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Even if it was two three hundred dollars a month that everyone had to pay for universal health care it would still be less on average per person than we're currently paying. Not Yeah, and, and the universal health care is a little different because you're not, I mean, yes, you're giving people health care, but arguably you could demand, you could say that that's something everybody needs. Everybody doesn't need an extra $40,000 a month. I need it. Or whatever. Uh, well, I'm just saying, you know, people's ability to take advantage of things that are thrown at them would be that's my whole hesitation is just, you're so anti-huckster that's what I you am, are no i am yes i am anti-huckster i don't i know that there's too many grifters and scam artists <laughs> flim flammers and, and flim flammers and <laughs> why yeah, but that's that's going on right now nothing is going to change that at least poor people do it on a small level, like the the banker, you know, bastards who are ruining the, you know, like they're doing it on a, a larger scale. So they're, I don't know. 
Yeah, I and I don't know if this was a hundred percent accurate, but the uh, I want to say someone in the uh, uh, was it SEC over the whole GameStop debacle that was going on or that's going on was throwing shade about how all these retail traders are causing these hedge funds to lose billions, which is going to affect the pensions of, you know, the average person without realizing that the average person are the ones that are making these trades. It's like, and that's, that's another, you know, that scenario is a little different because that was just the really rich people getting pissed that they weren't as rich anymore. You know, once again, cry me a river. Yes. I, you know, that I understand, but I don't know the whole thing. It's just, I've seen a lot about it lately and Elon Musk throwing out the thing about the robots taking over jobs and then universal basic income coming in. And that dude scares me. Cause I'm pretty sure he's an alien. Yeah. He's an odd, he's an odd cat. He's an you odd know, dude. You know, when he says things, a lot of times they come to fruition. So it's kind of, I'm like, man, this, it, it makes it sound like the future. And I don't know how long that future is off, but I just don't know. I'm, I'm skeptical. No, I get where you're coming from. Absolutely. It's just that he's not wrong. All it's going to take under our current system is someone with the lobby power to go into Congress or Senate or wherever and say, hey, our automatics or automatic whatever is completely feasible. Approve it. And they'll approve it. Because that's how our politic, politic, political system works right now is it is heavily driven by the lobbyists. Right. And Elon, poor, poor, poor people don't have a lobby, so they, they rarely get heard. <laughs> they, yeah. they can't, they can't muster the money to buy the lobbyists. So they, they're just screwed. And it's not even like they're paying a lot. It's like 10, 20,000. But if Elon Musk is saying, Hey, this is going to come to fruition. I would be willing to bet that the second richest man on the world is going to be able to go and lobby the shit out of Congress and the Senate and say, Hey, my robots are completely fine. Right. He, this guy them. might know something. He's done a couple things. So might want to listen to this guy. Yeah. It's, As I mentioned he's an alien, but it, noted. it won't <laughs> stop there because it all circles back to corporate greed. There's a reason why the minimum wage is still seven twenty-five an hour. It's gone up $2 in almost 20 years. Right. And they, 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 like, they raise it up to like a couple, like, and they pat themselves on the back and it's like, you're raising it to levels that it should have been 10 years ago. So don't go crazy, breaking your arm, patting yourself on the back. Yeah. Just like, going it's still, it's still low. Yeah. I mean, just right. going off the federal minimum wage, it should at least be 20 right now, but it's seven. Right. The states had like, to come in and say, Hey, this isn't acceptable. We're going to raise it ourselves. Right. And when Paul, like Bernie Sanders, like at least make it 15, like that's in the, like they, and you said 20. So it's like, they can't even raise it 15. What? That's when I was a minimum wage job. And in high school I made two thirteen, and gas was a nickel. So it, it's not relevant what you're saying. Yeah. It's, 
you know, I kind of bought into the same straw man argument of, oh, rent's going to go up if they raise the minimum wage or food's going to go up. It's like, it's, sure, it'll go up a little bit, but it's not going to jump, you know, hundreds of dollars just because minimum wage went up. Well, the, the scientists, only... but like prices go up. That's what they do. So, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like, but it's like, yes, a couple cents. Get over it. God damn it. Well, the the thought is, Kirk, and my thought is, is like you're paying a dollar forty nine for a Coke, and then all of a sudden now you got. Let's say you have universal basic income. You're making an extra forty grand a year. Well, now that Coke is going to be three dollars or four dollars because the companies are going to jack up the prices because they know you can afford it. Uh, well, I, here's the thing I, about I, capitalism: if people stop buying it, then the problem solves itself. Well, that's, that was going to be my point. The only limiting factor there is competition. So, you know, they always have the, the back burner saying, like, someone could come in with a product that's remotely close to it, charge less money, and put that right. other company out of business. So, the, Yeah, the, the company that wasn't a dick, let's go with them. The people that aren't gouging us. I like them. Well, and that's just the same. And, like, with rent, people say, oh, if minimum wage goes up, rent's going to go up. Rent's been going up. Like, it's already happening. Yeah. yeah. When I first started renting an apartment, I paid $500 a month for a little one-bedroom apartment. That same apartment right now is almost $900. It, it's, and that's with the minimum wage not moving an inch. Right. Wage is not following the market. And like once again, well, where, why all the homeless people? Hmm. <laughs> well, um. It's definitely a thought-provoking topic. You know, there's a lot of different ways you can look at it and a lot of different avenues you can go down thinking about how it would be implemented, how it would work. Uh, it, it's certainly something to watch because as much steam as it seems to be getting, I wouldn't be surprised if it, you know, in the next 10 years to 15 years, we start looking at it as a plausibility more than just an idea did you did you punch it into your ways because that might help going <laughs> through the avenues in the streets i always always ways is good use ways people <laughs> well but we are not sponsored by ways maybe well, someday but we're open to it because it's a good product yeah. i mean and my stuff it i think it's going to start small because mine's based on 30K, which is technically completely feasible right now. If it dropped to 10, which is a third of the price, or third of the price, you know, a third of the amount, it would be a third of the cost to you. So, you know, sure, you're still paying a bunch, but 10000 a year, which would be about $1,000 a month, give or take, would still be a boon or a, a benefit to people that need it goes back into the community all of the local businesses like they take that food and the hey i get to go to a restaurant and the local you know what i mean the stuff like that where like it it goes right back into the community they're not buying stocks and blah 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 they're actually spending it and i wish i had saved this graph uh someone on reddit had made it could have been tiktok made a graph where it was explaining like the tax of something and at the very, very bottom, it was, you know, 90% of the people. And then at the very, very top, it was Musk, Bezos, and I can't remember who the third one was. 
Warren it might have been. I don't think Buffett's that Gates. high. It might have no. been Bezos, Musk, and then uh, Zuckerberg, Gates. But between those four, they have a ridiculous amount of money that is not going to do them anything. Pretty much. They and that's, much money. that's what I don't get is all these people that get money, after a certain point, there's nothing you can spend it on other than getting more money. Right. And yeah, there's no... The difference, John, between like... I mean, I'm a, I have a little bit different views on this because I'm saying good for them. They earned it. But well, I'm, a, I'm for capitalism, so that's partially why I'm against universal basic income. So, But did they earn it? If you, it seems like with great reward, share it. At a certain... You know what? I've got 90 billion, so... Uh... You can have a billion. That well, seems fair. Here's my thing, and this is what a lot of people are against these mega rich or anyone remotely over a billion dollars, which is it's hard it's hard not to dislike them. They're well, like a super wealthy when a lot of people are struggling and you just you look out of touch. You look like a douche. You don't look successful, you look like a douche at a certain point. Well, and here's the thing it's either the only way to get a billion dollars is to inherit it or pay people significantly less amounts of money to basically steal from them. Not right. steal you, from them, you, but... You, def, you do stuff on Wall Street with numbers and somehow, oh, wow, you have billions. You you provide no service at all. There's no There's nothing tangible you do for society other than you make more money. Well, it goes even farther than that because, I mean, it's just exploitation of the, the working class. Like if someone's getting a billion dollars, it means at some point they have paid a whole lot of people practically nothing to make them that billion dollars. Because a billion dollars is not an easy number or amount of money to make. Right. Because it, it's just business. That's You know what? That's what the market will bear. The starvation wages, it's just – it's for, hey, our profits. We got to make money for our shareholders. That's a douchey. That's the it's like the take all greed. Capitalism is good at all point at up to a point, but it can go. The pendulum can swing too far where it's like, for God's sakes, um, can we still be pleasant? <laughs> you know, can we still like we're still people, right? We can share a little. Oh, and just yeah. to throw out a hypothetical with my job and what I do, I have probably made the company I work for well over a million dollars easily possibly even that much in the last year or two and i've seen a fraction of it same with any job you do you're the average worker is only going to see a fraction of the the amount of money that company makes right you get the crumbs you get a little extra oh there's a little there's a little 50 dollar gift card for you well despite done. the fact that you're doing the majority of the work like once you get past, well, even into managers and above, it's it's all meetings and logistics and stuff like that. You're not really working towards anything. You're I would talking imagine about work. You're having meetings about talking about work and not yeah. doing it. Yeah, it's, yeah, no, but not the actual work that you're doing. That's why I think a lot of people are afraid of stuff like this, like universal healthcare. If a lot of hospitals refuse to accept it, and I I have a feeling it's because if it comes to fruition, 
the frontline workers aren't the ones that are going to bear the front of having to cut costs in the budget to fit whatever it turns out to be. It's going to be the extremely bloated management and all of that that's going to take the brunt. And that's why they oppose it so much, because they know it's going to affect them the most. Same with unions. A union isn't going to allow upper management to become so bloated that it completely overshadows the workforce. Somebody said the theory of hospitals, like all these, um, uh, you know, COVID is rising and, and hospitals are overrun. Somebody said they like hospitals, they want to be full because they're a business. So they like, they do as much as they can to be at a full capacity. So it's ha. sort of inflated numbers. Do you know, have you, you don't, no. you're not buying it? Well, I mean, it's a business and hospitals want to have people in it, but not to this extent, if you understand that. There's a break. There seems like there's an exhaustion factor with the staff or something. It seems like they've been, been run talking about overworked people. It seems like people in hospitals have to be on their last straw. Well, and see, most hospitals, if I had to guess, would make their money through outpatient or surgery, ER, you know, stuff like that. Yes, they make money through overnight stays, and that's probably the bulk of where they make their money. It's just that they don't want this type of situation because it's leaving people, A, they're having to turn away, B, they're having to take care of because a certain amount of the population just doesn't have insurance. And yet right. any every hospital has to take care of them because that's mandated. And like you said, because because in a in a pandemic, there's a lot of surgeries that can be like pushed back and stuff. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like if, hey, if you don't, like, you know, like knee surgeries or, you know, stuff that can be put off, but a lot of, that's losing a lot of business than taking care of people that are COVID related. So, yeah, you can see, well, it, and like I said, it's just medicine being a business just makes it at a certain point. And once again, it comes back to the, it seems like profits come above people's lives. And that seems dirty. It's, you know, like at a certain point where the, are the shareholders are like, well, we could cut that much, but these many people might end up, eh, they might die. That's uh, okay. That's, it seems to be that level of the super, I don't know. It's, it's eh. the rich people versus just do, do it, make more money. That's all that matters. All right. I went off a tangent. Go, you guys talk. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, gentlemen, uh, I'm going to try and segue us into a cheerier topic. <laughs> And speaking of money and capitalism, did you know that you, now, is a... <laughs> that you can now purchase Jeff a uh, uh, one sixty one sixty a hundred and sixteen scale? <laughs> Are you sure about that? That's a hard. <laughs> that's hard to say. Uh, anyway, for $69, you can buy a mini replica version of <laughs> Jeff Bezos's dick rocket. I didn't know the really? 69 part. That's fucking $69, hilarious. $69? Like, <laughs> first of all, the man looks like a dick. He acts like a dick. I mean, his, and then he makes his rocket look like a dick, and then his toy. It's just, it's, he's actually the prime dick, because you know he's a dick in less than a day. 
That's how much of a dick this guy is. So, well, and and to top it off, I we're talking about how Bezos is a dick. <laughs> He's setting back the moon program. Yeah, so uh, he he's filing another lawsuit against SpaceX because NASA picked SpaceX and not uh, Blue Origin, and he's being a big baby about it. Against NASA, not SpaceX. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, is SpaceX is the leading cause. That's why he's filing lawsuit is because he's pissed that they picked SpaceX and not Blue Origin for the Artemis mission, or is it Artemis? Yes. Right. Yeah. He needs more. He needs more billions, so he's upset. Well, no, it's going to be a cold Christmas in the Bezos house. A lot of theory is this could be the nail in the coffin for Blue Origin because they haven't landed any contracts, and the contracts they have landed are failing. So, would he ever just concede then? Is that do you ever foresee that? Because it's like, look, just this Musk guy is just making me look stupid. I'm just going to, I made it, I floated in space, I did a thing, yay, and then just he taps out. Well, he has the space tourism part, which realistically, it will probably be profitable, but not likely. He's even gone as far to start copying SpaceX by doing rapid prototyping in a, to see if they can accomplish what SpaceX is accomplishing. But by the time Blue Origin does anything significant, SpaceX is going to be on the Mars. And right, Blue Origin will still be trying to land on the moon. But seriously, he looks like a dick. I mean, yeah. the bald head <laughs> and the ear. Like, it's well, he's just really he's stepping into it just all I around. Saw, I saw that uh, article come down my news feed, news feed, and I was like, it's funny that other people think that his rocket looked like a dick. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah. He, he's the prime dick. That's his new nickname. I mean, he fits it. Prime dick. Yeah. It's just, the whole thing around this is just ridiculous. And to top it off, he was, you know, he was against companies suing the government to stop progress. And then he's the one that's doing it. Well, when he started, when I do it, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. I mean, it's already lost him a ton of engineers and stuff that's going to set him back even farther. The thing well, yeah, because that... after that, uh, after the stuff came out, it, his lead engineer went over to SpaceX to work on their lander for the moon. So, Well, and that's the funniest thing about all of this. His little temper tantrum isn't going to stop SpaceX. Even if he got NASA to – or whatever congressional people he has in his pocket to say, yeah, SpaceX isn't the, the, the one we want. Go with Blue Origin. SpaceX is still going to do what they're going to do. They're likely going to go to the moon. And it'll be years before Blue Origin is even close. Because they, they actually have, uh, I believe Elon said that he's actually already planning on beating the Artemis mission to the moon, if I'm correct. Well, it wouldn't surprise me because he it's a private company. He can go to the moon anytime he wants. And because they started this space race to go to the moon, it would be a huge feather in his cap. God, that's an old phrase. Um, to get to the moon before anyone else with human passengers. 
I was just thinking, like, it's funny how history repeats itself. It seems like now we're in a moon race again, except this time we're fighting against ourselves rather than no. Been there, done that, basically. China. It's it's the sequel. China and Russia are both planning missions to the moon. So it's going to be, if SpaceX can get Starship going, I would bet that its first trip, or first potential trip, is to the moon to test landing and all of that stuff with or without NASA's help. Because after that, it's, you know, balls to the wall for Mars. Maybe that's the, uh, that's like the world peace uh, cocktail uh, recipe is just everybody get on the moon, share a beer, and world peace. Boom. Well, okay, so, and then let's blast off to Mars. Like somehow space will unify humanity. That's, I mean, that's sweet. That's heartwarming. Or it'll it'll turn into, um, shit, what's the show? There's a sci-fi show on Amazon that has ridiculous uh, space physics and just everything about space is very accurate. Oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm (laughs) – The Expanse. (laughs) It's called The Expanse. I'm sure it is. Dude, if I was Elon Musk, I would go up to the moon and plant a flag that said, I beat you, Jeff. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't. <laughs> why not? I mean, for him. Oh, right. hold. Speaking of, I I don't know why I just thought of this. There was a comment I read that was fucking hilarious. It was uh, at this point, SpaceX has put more cars into orbit than Blue Origin has rockets. <laughs> I don't know take, if you know that, Kirk. Take that, Bezos. Ba-ba-ba-boom. But when they launched the Falcon Heavy, they put a Tesla Roadster in it. Oh, yeah, okay. So, it seemed like, a, like just a stunt, just to like, hey, our car was in space. Well, when they do these test flights, they have to have something that simulates weight. Uh, I think with the first Falcons, they used a block of cheese. And since the Falcon Heavy was the whole the giant point. block of cheese was the weight? Yeah. <laughs> I but, bet the guy was from Wisconsin who thought that up. I'm just okay, go ahead. But it was it was just kind of a hey, here is you know, we're gonna launch the roadster into space on the slingshot around Mars to prove that, you know, the rocket can do it. Might as well plug the company too. That's yeah. smart. He's thinking. Well, and it's just SpaceX is so far beyond any other company right now even i know we were kind of talk about it but astra i can't think of the the things um the astra test flight today they uh tried launching their sixth vehicle i think i i'm not too familiar with this but from what it sounds like it lost an engine on takeoff went sideways until it burned enough fuel then went up Uh, so it it, it didn't crash but it just went Oh no! It, it, I'm assuming they blew it up. Oh, it's just—it's like, it's like a horse. You just put it down. It just didn't. Yeah, it, it's kind of funny. They have like uh, abort sequences on these things, just in case something crazy happens. So it's oh, like, like a self-destruct. Yeah, kind of thing. pretty. 
much. Block a C4, essentially. <laughs> oh, by Which the way, is... speaking of shoot, uh, horses, you know why? Like, uh, uh, if a horse breaks its leg, people shoot it just because they can't think of anything clever to write on its cast. So that's why they do it. Which seems mean. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Easy pun. <laughs> All right. What are we... What uh, what are we talking about now? Wow, that was that was quite the change, Kirk. Let's uh, <laughs> hey John, how about we put Kirk on the spot and let's go to Kirk's corner for the week? What do you think? The corner. Oh, hold on. Uh, apparently, I forgot to do something. Uh, yeah. The, well, the corner looks the same. Was there? Did you got something new? Yeah, I forgot. I forgot to update it. Hold on. Things are happening. Nope. If I say there abracadabra, abra, I'm going to reach out and stab you. Hey. You put them in boxes. <laughs> okay, there's boxes. Are, is Kirk moving? Well, it ties in with the rocket in the background. Rocket in the. I know it's still hard to see. Uh, yeah, I, I see well, the rocket. Hmm. Well, the box is tying for me. I can make it. I can run with this because uh, I have worked at uh, Amazon Warehouse. So I've moved. I've uh, put stuff in those cardboard boxes. And then I've worked at UPS where I put those boxes on people's doorsteps. And then I worked at Waste Management where I helped recycle those boxes. So... My next step, I think, to complete the cycle is I have to get a job in the box factory. And then it's <laughs> I've completed the cycle. There you go. You would... Simba. See, I even did something else to commemorate your uh, new job. Hey, that's a beer. I was going to ask, but look at that, Kirk. Oh, look at I'm working at a, yes, a bartender at a brewery. Excellent. Yeah, I was distracted by the boxes. I didn't even notice. I was like, okay. At least it's something to drink. Right. That's close. You know what? That's enjoyable. That's good. Right. So, yeah, I was, well, I, I'm excited. I got a bartending gig. So, what I thought Kirk's Corner could be was I was going to bounce because I have, you know, it's a new job. I start working uh, this week. So, here are a couple ideas. And I think you guys are, how long have you been employed at the same place? Chris, how many years? 15. John? 17 in November. Okay, so you guys know how to like keep a job. Okay, so let me bounce a couple. So um, as a new bartender, here's one of the ideas I had. Uh, once a shift, at some point, I'm going to jump up on the bar and Coyote Ugly all over a song. I don't Isn't recommend it? that. I was going to say that's... <laughs> You're gonna. I, so, I don't. I don't think you have the assets for that. So what you're saying is okay. Well, my <laughs> other idea was to have a. Uh, I was going to implement a wet cutoff jeans contest, and I was. I was only the one going to be there. I was going to sweat a lot, basically. Okay. So, okay. No to that one. Okay. Um, how about uh, you know once a shift, I'm going to reenact scenes from the movie Cocktail, where it's just a brewery, but I'm going to still be slinging drinks behind my. Just chucking beer behind my back, basically. I mean, 
Might get a little messy, like, but it'd be entertaining. It seems like a lot of foam work. Yeah, it's gonna be. They're gonna be knackered pours. You're right. If I yeah, you don't want to shake up. I don't need the martini shaker at the brewery. So that's good. Okay. Um, how about? Uh, um, do you recommend that I'm gonna throw myself out for being drunk and disorderly? Uh, that was, uh... <laughs> Actually, I'll be I've disappointed been... if you don't. If I at some point I'm like that's it, sir, you're out of here. You're done. Um, well, I. I'm I'm thinking about implementing a you drink one, I drink one policy. That's going to be a strict rule. So I'm trying to keep up. I don't know if that's going to go well. Or um, uh, whenever anybody walks in, I'm just going to yell, Norm! And then uh, <laughs> insist they tell me a joke before they get a beer. Unless you tell me a joke. Look, you're Norm. really hope you do. I think so. I think there's something until I learn people regulars' names, I'm just gonna call everybody Norm, but I think they'll love it. I was gonna say that that one might work. <laughs> Unless they're millennials, then they won't know what Cheers was. But then screw no, it's uh, yeah, but then screw I, them. I wouldn't they're, say millennials more. All right, how about Gen Z? Yeah. Um. All right. What about this? I have the idea because they have TVs there. I was gonna think I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going to play the movie Roadhouse on a loop every shift. Just nothing but Roadhouse. Come on, the, you know. I'm looking, I'm looking for a fight. Walk around the new bartender. Just like everybody knows, there's a new sheriff in town. There's a bunch of people in a brewery that can't have no gluten, so I think I can take them. Somebody's out, you know. <laughs> well, they tip 15%. What are you going to do? You don't tip fifteen percent. Um, yeah. Okay. So I think I think we've uh, got a couple tips. I got a good one for the uh, what not to do with the new job. Yes. Do not do any of those. That Except is Norm. My Except Norm. <laughs> Norm was the only. Okay. Yeah, come on. It's a bar for the love of God. A Cheers reference. Okay. I'll. You know what? I'll let you know how that goes. Uh, I'm going to say get... Get, get through orientation first before you start throwing that stuff out. All right. So show up wearing pants. Okay. All right. Mr. St okay. <laughs> Got it. I've, I have a t-shirt, uh, like one of those tuxedo shirts. I was going to wear that eventually. Just ready to go. <laughs> you guys are slacking on the <laughs> dress code up here. I'm in a tux shirt. It's, it's like, I want to be formal, but I like to party. <laughs> right, it's the it's the mullet, you know what I mean? It's uh, you know, what is it? Business in the business in front, party in the back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can close. That's it. It's I think that's Kirk's corner's done. So. Hey, Kirk's corner. Hey. We will be looking forward to your update on your new job next week, Kirk. Uh, happy that you got a new job and. Uh, can't wait for the free beer that I'm going to expect on my doorstep. Yeah, just swing on by at your end of your shift. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a to-goer. I'll put it in a sippy cup. <laughs> During my shift, that might make it more interesting. At the end, you know, at the end. Well, so, yes. uh, what's up? What's up next? Are we going off topic or what are we doing? I think we should go off topic. And I have... A wonderful off-topic that's going to tie in very well with the previous segment. 
before Kirk's Corner. My off topic this week, which I don't even know why I know or is a story, is that Mr. Jeff Bezos himself put a soft serve ice cream machine in his house. Don't know why that's a thing. Don't know why anybody cares. But apparently that's news in America. It's the Kardashian effect. Your news, your your algorithm is pissing you off and it's doing a good job. Yes. That's exactly what, well done, algorithm. You've made Chris angry. He's an, Chris smash, smash your phone. <laughs> I was just right? like, John? why, like people were all up in arms about it. And I'm like, who cares? Yeah, I, I would imagine that they're not even that much. I mean, I'm sure you can get expensive one, but. Do you guys remember the homemade? I remember there was the homemade one where you'd put it outside and you put ice around the edge and you had to put salt and it was in the middle and just go. Aah. I just keep cranking that sucker. Well, and it was like, a, I remember it was like electric. It was just for like a couple hours, but it, I don't know, it did all right. You can get a soft serve off Amazon for a hundred bucks. Yeah. So it's not like the elite. Ooh. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Why is this news? Come on, people. <laughs> He's got indoor plumbing. Oh, look at him. It's all fancy pants. <laughs> yeah. So that was my off topic. Just Didn't hate to haters be... going to hate. Right? Haters going to hate. Haters going to yeah. hate. Even a commercial one's only like a grand or two grand. <laughs> so you're going to get signed up on a weird mailing list now. <laughs> uh, further leading to the point of who gives a damn. Moving on. Who's next? Go ahead, Kirk. Um, all right, I had one. I, there was a uh, uh, a Irishman. He bounced two basketballs seven hundred twenty nine times in one minute. So, new Guinness Book of World Records. So that happened. That uh, is ridiculous. That, uh, yes, I, I don't know. It seems kind of trivial, but uh, well, to each his own. You want to dribble your balls? Go you ahead, said, I guess. But uh, seven hundred twenty nine times in a minute. Yes, pretty good. That's. Really I was going to say that's that's twelve times a second. Right, but where do you go with that skill? No one's hiring for fast double basketball dribbler. Hey, the Harlem Globetrotters might be looking. You don't. They're know. great. Harlem Globetrotters are good. But the sad part for this kid, it's all downhill from here. Remember <laughs> <laughs> the day I bounced the basketballs real fast? Yep. Uh, glory those, days. Let's go listen to Spring Singers. <laughs> <laughs> right so just a man bouncing his balls rapidly what you got what you got john i well i mean as chris knows i've spent a lot of this week uh coming up with ideas with him so i really didn't do too much on the research front we do yeah, have we, some uh, oh go ahead i was just gonna say probably the same thing that you said we have some stuff in the works uh, for our channels that we have been discussing. And me and Kirk have a project. Me and John have a project. The collaboration project between Fused, uh, Fused Relativity and Fused Crafts. It's probably um, only going to be the first one of potentially many now. Yeah, we guys, we've got some, some stuff in the works. We, we're working for you. A, a juggernaut is what you're saying. It's becoming a juggernaut. It's the the pistons are firing. 
there's a, there's a podcast there's music there's crafts there's because that that's what's that's what's going on as i understand we, yeah because me and kirk have well we have two projects we are I can't disclose the first project, but the second project is we are going to do a full cut of our outro music. And uh, the people demand it. The people have spoken. I, uh, for some, the comp, the feedback I get is a lot about that song. Yeah. See, nobody seems to know any of our other songs, just the outro, because it is, well, it's catchy. What can it's we just, say? It's, it's overshadowing it. You know, the other songs are okay, but that one is the, that's the, that's the crowd pleaser. That's the toe tapper. That's the one the kids are listening to at the, the malt shops with their uh, sock hops. <laughs> yes. <in fact. laughs> we transport people back to the 1950s with our music. That's what we do. <laughs> That's what it's a time. It's a time traveling music experience, Daddy O. Okay. So we are working on that. We're going to have a full cut up. We will get that done as soon as we can. And uh, me and John have a project. We have some two D animation stuff we're doing. There's a lot on the burner. We we're. we're I was going to say hard. we're both working on two D animations because I just upgraded my game with a uh, drawing tablet. So, look, we're three months in. We've hit our stride. We've figured out what we're doing here, and now we're starting to we're starting to cook. We're starting to get that burner lit, and we're all excited about it. And hopefully, you guys will be too. There's a lot coming up in the future, so do check us out on YouTube for sure, and subscribe on YouTube because most of our content will be put up on YouTube, and uh, should be fun. That's, I, I thought you were going to go all Beatles and say, like, we were bigger than Jesus. I thought you were going that far, <laughs> but that's good. You, ran, you were, you know, I'm yeah, glad I'm you trying stopped. To, you got you to keep the expectations low so that people can't be disappointed, Kirk. Okay, set the bar low so when they, oh, hey, that was better than I thought. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Other than our outro, because that's pure gold we've already established. Oh, that's what the, kid, the kids are waiting for. They're actually hoping we end the show right now. I believe they call it fire. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'm gonna throw it out there. I don't. Uh, yeah, that's that's what the kids are saying. That's right. It's total fire. <laughs> yes, it is. It is fire. I don't put some water on it. Who knows? I don't know what that means, but I think that I think with that we will end. And uh, thank you everybody for listening. John Kirk, got anything before we? wrap it up no thanks for tuning in we'll talk to you we'll talk to you next week everybody see you next week <laughs>